This is The Drive with Dale Lally and Matt Williamson on your 24-7 home of the black and gold. SNR. Steelers Nation Radio. Welcome back. I'm Dale Lally here with Matt Williamson. And uh, Matt, is T.J. Watt the best defensive player in football right now? I got to say yes. And people be like, Williamson, just a couple weeks ago, you said you'd rather Miles Garrett. And I did. And it was a fine line, though, folks. I mean, it wasn't like, boy, this guy stinks. And yeah, Miles Garrett's awesome. And Miles was off this week. But what Watt's done is just hard to argue. His resume's better. You know, I mean, it I, is. I absolutely think that. Is he a better football player than Aaron Donald? I don't know if I could go there. But he definitely would get my vote for Defense Player of the Year. Yeah. Um, he's, he's now has 16 sacks in just 10 games. 10 games. 10 right. games. That yeah. ties the Steelers' all-time record set by James Harrison in, six, in 16 games. Yeah, right, right. Um, I, uh, he's the best pass rusher in Steelers' history. I think so, too. Like, they've had other really good guys, Joey right. Porter, James Harrison. I would have given it to Harrison before this year or last year, maybe. You know, yeah. but... Like if I had to pick two of those edge guys, it'd be Harrison and Watt. If I'm building an all-time Steelers three-four team, well, the nice thing is, is one comes off the left side, and one came off the right side. It's nice know. of TJ to do the, yeah. the left. <laughs> but I'll take those. Which guys we over first Lloyd. reported, we were first on that. Yeah, yeah, no, but I think he's better than all the edge guys they've ever had. Yeah, I mean, right. if you look at it, he already has 65 and a half sacks mm-hmm. in five seasons, and he still has five games left. He's in, right. He's in fifth. Fifth all-time in their all-time sack list. Mm-hmm. He has a shot at the NFL record. He has a shot. Yeah, and he's only played. Ten, he, he's only played ten games. He's missed two games. He's missed two, and I, I did. This and and basically a full another one with the with the you know when he left those games with the injuries. That's what I was saying. He it left is. the game against the Raiders. If you remember, he left that one in, early in the second quarter. He was he was facing Alex Leatherwood. Mm-hmm. He, was gonna a, gonna he was going to get he was going to get right. about four in that game. <laughs> yeah, I, I might do it tonight just to look because I'm going to be looking anyways. Going to do my Vike stats and his fastest motion. But I tweeted it out like three weeks ago. Garrett versus Watt in terms of their production sack wise and the games amount they had played and more importantly, this is one thing I like Pro Football Focus for. They they will tell you how many snaps they have rushed the quarterback this year. And Watt was like a sack behind Garrett at the time. That was the crazy thing about yesterday, Matt, is they were going to that three outside linebacker package. Yeah, yeah. And he was playing in the middle. I would say he wasn't even rushing the pass. He was dropping in the coverage. He was, yeah. Right. And I think they, I don't know if they'd ever admit it, but my hunch on that was kind of like we were just saying not to do with Lamar. TJ, you kind of read the read the yeah. environment. They're going to play. You know? You're going to be on the field, so they're going to overload that left, that right side, mm-hmm. thinking that you're coming from there. But we're gonna have you come up the middle, come up or you middle, pick, or you even pick drop spot. or yeah. spy, or you know, you kind of do what you want, you know, yeah. I mean, kind of Paul Amalu esque, you know. Uh, back to that tweet I sent though, like he he had like a hundred fewer pass rush snaps than Garrett, and was like a sack behind him. Now that discrepancy is even going to be wider because he's missed games since then, and he's got more sacks. He had twelve quarterback pressures yesterday. Wow, that's the most in the NFL this season, okay. according to Next Gen stats. Wow, wow. He had he had three and a half sacks, six quarterback hits, mm-hmm. uh, and that five tackles for loss or something. Yeah, too, and right. that doesn't even count the way he affected the final play 
of the Ravens. Or the two, Fitzpatrick play. Or the Fitzpatrick, yeah, where yeah, I mean, he forced, think, a, forced an interception and he forced a bad throw. The two probably biggest plays of the day yeah. were not on the score sheet for him, and he was the reason for him, in my opinion. Yeah. And he also played the run extremely well. Yeah. yeah I mean, people were not gashing them on the right side, that's for sure. The, the, they didn't the, gash him at all. They didn't gash him <laughs> at all. You're 100% right. No, what he's doing is really remarkable. Uh, another thing I heard today is... I think there's like four or five players in history with more sacks through five years. And his fifth year isn't over yet. Right. One of them's Big Brother. One of them's Reggie White. You know, like these yeah. are elite players. These are guys that are, are all-time greats. No, t- no-brainer Hall of Fame. Yeah. It's not, mm, should he go to the Hall of Fame? <laughs> like, no, it's Reggie White. <laughs> right. So it, well, it's really remarkable. He became – he, he – he, Ran right past the 13 sack plateau. So he and White are now the only two guys in NFL history to have 13 sacks in four consecutive seasons. Oh, really? Okay. White did it twice. Okay. But he had a down season. Watt's still 27. Yeah, he's still 27. I uh, mean, he's actually getting better. Yeah. I mean, he's better at stripping the ball. He's better at reading quarterbacks. He's you know he's better at securing the edge. Pass rush moves are better than ever. You know, like he's playing the best he's played yet. And why do we think it's not going to keep getting better? Yeah, I mean, he's, the thing about Can't get much better, but he's well, just relentless. He is relentless. Just relentless. And there's some stereotyping involved, but people don't realize how athletic he is. I mean, the way he bends and his get off and his ability to play in space and you know reverse. And when your first move doesn't doesn't work, and you can adjust your body to set yourself up for a second one. Not everybody can do those things athletically. Here's the the crazy thing about yesterday's game is that, and Watt said this after the game, they spent most of that game bull rushing. There was because no, they don't want to be looping. They don't want you don't want to get stuck and, behind right, Lamar. Sure, so you, sure. you just everything was a bull rush. Yeah. Just straight straight up the field through the guy in front of you. So on every play, he's giving up fifty to sixty pounds to the guy he's. Well, who's and on they him. also. It's, you also know what's coming. Yeah, I mean, if if a batter. Oh, by the way, the, he was getting coming off the COVID list. Didn't no, practice way, all right, week. Did practice all week. Right? <laughs> Didn't they ask Tomlin after like should should you know, should he, he not ever not practice ever again? Practice, yeah. like that. He said yes, he'll he'll practice, and there won't be any and there music. won't be any music. Which is funny too. <laughs> Side note: I love the Tomlin's quote about uh, they're very analytically driven. Which makes them predictable, you know. Like, yeah. I, you know, everyone raves about analytics, and I, I'm a believer too. Don't get me wrong, but if you always play by the book, and we know the book, you know, we, yeah. know, we know you have coming. a pretty good idea what you're going to do, <laughs> right? Yeah. Exactly. And, but that's kind of what I was thinking about with Watt when you mentioned about it's almost like a hitter getting in the box and be like, I know this is Nolan Ryan, and he's a great fastball, but he's not going to throw me any curves either. Right, he's right. going to come straight down the middle on me, and, and yeah, I'm going to have a tough time dealing with it, but I know what's coming. Yeah. And he still couldn't stop couldn't it. Couldn't stop it. Either one of their tackles. Couldn't stop it. Or the yeah. help he got. Or, you know. Um, it was really impressive. Just a tremendous game by him. Uh, and we were remiss if we didn't mention some of the, the other guys who were stepping in. Montravius Adams. Yeah. Uh, steps Or Martavius Adams, I should say. Um, steps in and played, I think, like 57. Like a ridiculous Very high snap. Right. Started a game. He's a starting nose tackle. Right. And He's an odd player. I mean, I hadn't watched him in a while. He's really top heavy. Yeah, he plays with a lot of action, and I mean, there's a lot going on there. And there's like three or four times. I mean, he batted a pass. He was his, behind him. With his, he was back already past him. Yeah, and there were three or four <laughs> plays where I'm like, this guy's so out of control and can play over his skis at times that his back was to the play on, on times, you know. But he brought energy and there he is was, ability there. He was taken on the double teams. Yeah, right, right, right. I mean, and, and that 
you know, kind of frees up Cam Hayward a little bit. If he if he's forcing the double team right away off the snap, mm-hmm. you know, you fire out and, and get into the in, into the left guard. Now he can't get into Hayward. Now yeah, yeah. you know it's it's it makes a difference there. But his and it freed Warmly up too. Uh, Warmly played really well too. Yeah. That's the old team. But I think Adams being there is a huge reason why. To your point, you yeah. know, I mean, just a professional, talented guy that is going to demand a lot of attention. But his style to playing nose is a little different. <laughs> it's, I don't think it's by the book. <laughs> Mike Tomlin was asked about it today, and I, I kind of chuckled when he was talking about it. He, like somebody asked him if, if it was surprising that Montrevious, uh, Martavius Adams uh, was able to learn the playbook mm-hmm. so quickly and be able to come in and contribute. I bet they did ask him to do a whole I, lot. I right? thought back to what Casey Hampton said about it one time. He said Somebody asked him about the, the nose tackle playbook. He says, look, I, I got two plays. I go left, I go right. <laughs> yeah, right, right, right. <laughs> That's it. That's it. I think you can coach someone pretty quick you know, in terms of what you need to do. I know we have a good Cam Hayward interview coming up, but you're right. We we didn't mention Lagoo and Witherspoon, and I you know, I'm know writing this article, and I kind of concluded it with the stars really came to play, but the role players weren't liabilities. Right? You know, they yeah. held their own. These you know, guys like, came. These guys stepped in, and it was different. You know, it wasn't bugs, and it wasn't no. some of these guys who have gotten opportunities to do this. I think that's what had Tomlin so frustrated. Mm-hmm. Was that guys were getting chances, like once in a lifetime opportunities? As Ike Taylor once a lot told of times me, in the league, you don't get the chance, right? You know, Ike Taylor once told me a once in a lifetime opportunity only comes around so many times. <laughs> <laughs> Good, um, and he was serious about it. Okay, yeah, uh, but but in this case, guys like Isaiah Bugs, they got their shot more than their shot, more than their shot, and they blew it. Mm-hmm. And this guy didn't. And this guy didn't, right? And LeGlue didn't blow. You know, LeGlue made this team. As soon as I saw him come out, I'm like, oh, man. Yeah. You I know, know, it was going right? to be a problem against that, that Baltimore front. He was fine. Yeah. I mean, by any left guard By the end of the game, they're right. running the ball behind him. Yeah, him and Moore <laughs> moving bodies yeah. out there, right? And Moore got hurt, too. I'm like, oh, no. You know, like, yeah. and, but he only missed a snap or two. And, yeah, they, they the line played great. Yeah, they made it happen. They made it work. And I asked Cam Hayward about that defensive line that had been so maligned mm-hmm. uh, the last couple of weeks after the game and he he just his face just lit up really you know like, how, how they're about, like his kids you know, how about yeah, Montrevious right. Martavius Adams he, he tore it up and 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 my man Chris Wormley you mm-hmm. know two and a half sacks and they just they, they played like crazy um no that was good to know, see uh, that's that exactly really what they see. needed obviously yeah. uh, but let's hear what Cam Hayward had to say on the DV morning show he stopped in on t- Monday today because today was the player's day off yeah, technically yeah. uh they'll be back in the practice field tomorrow here's what uh, here's what Cam had to say Normally we have him on a Tuesday, but because it's a short week, we got Cam Hayward, the captain, joining us right now on the DV Morning Show. Good morning, Cam. Good morning. Hey, uh, so uh, all right, you cut off there. Are you still there? Yeah, I'm still here. Okay. Can you hear me? Yep, yep. It just got cut off for a second. Congrats on a huge win yesterday, a, a massive defensive effort, seven sacks of Lamar. How happy were you about the response after a week Full of criticism from both fans, alumni, uh, and tons of you know media breakdowns of what went wrong. You guys pulled it all together with. I don't want to say it was a ramshackle group of guys, but Mon Adams certainly had to be introducing himself to people as uh, the, the game was about to be getting kicked off. Wormsley, uh, not Wormsley, Wormley, you know, <laughs> Akila Weatherspoon. These are not guys that we thought would be counting on this year in the deep really responded with a huge effort against Baltimore. Yeah. Um, you know, we needed all hands on deck. 
Um, for the guys that played last week, uh, gave them another opportunity uh, to really step up. You know, I was really, really happy for uh, Chris Wormley. You know, these games, uh, especially versus Baltimore, mean a lot more to him than other guys just because, you know, that was the team he was drafted by. Um, Mon Adams coming off the street uh, and playing some really good football, man. Like, man, he made some really impactful plays that might not always be kept, uh, you know, in the stat sheet, but, right. you know, we felt felt his, his uh, energy. And then, you know, Akilo um, Witherspoon, you know, I thought he had a great game. You know, he could have got a pick, yeah. um, and that would have been the icing on top. But, you know, it's not always easy stepping in for Joe Hayden um, and playing the way he did. But, man, we needed everybody, um, you know, even on the offensive side. You see John Leglue, Leglue uh, really play well. And, um, you know, it was, a, it was a total team effort. Cam, it's Stan Saverin. Uh, because of the play of Wormley and Montrevious Adams, did you find yourself being doubled less as the game went on because of their performance? Uh, what does double less look like? <laughs> um, Was there sometimes you know, only two instead of three? So that's a no. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I don't know about double less, but, you know, I think it created opportunities for other guys to eat. Um, you know, you see the seven sacks. TJ had a monster game. Um, you know, and Wormley just, he kept, you know, feeding. A couple times, you know, if he lets go, um, you know, it creates a lane, but, you know, Wormley held on for deal life. And, um, you know, I was just, you know, to have that type of performance, we really needed. Cam, you referenced this after the game, TJ Watt also, the, the discipline in the rush lanes, you know, holding the edge, contain rush, which is understandably more difficult. You can't just tear off after the guy and, you know, do whatever move you want. But you, you managed to do it the way you had to do it and you still got seven sacks against one of the most elusive quarterbacks on the planet. Should, should we take from this that this ought to be something you can do the rest of the way? I hope so. Um, you know, I think it's something we can grow on, something we can, you know, definitely learn from. I thought as the game kept progressing, it got harder and harder uh, for them to find escape lanes. Um, you know, that's a, a tribute to the whole line working together. Um, you know, we we really had to just fight down. Uh, Lamar is a he he is the elusive quarterback um, in our game today. So you know, hats off to our guys. But you know, it's not the end of uh, we're not going to see another mobile quarterback all year. We got more work to do. Cam, what did you think when Lamar's going down the field? What's running through your your mind when they score the touchdown and then they go for two? I was like, damn, we need to stop. (laughs) (laughs) It was, uh, it was, you know, we wanted to get off field and, um, you know, I thought after the sack, uh, we were going to get them off field. Um, obviously we didn't, um, we were pressed, they were pressed for time. So they sped up a little bit. And then when they went for two, uh, I went off, I went off because I thought it was field goal. Um, and then they went for two, and we were all jumbled up because we were going back before, back and forth between uh, different calls. And so then Coach T called a timeout. I was like, okay, I can catch my breath. Uh, and, you know, came down to one play, and we were able to come out on top. Cam, did you, on the two-point conversion, 
anticipate that Lamar might roll out with an RPO? Or did you figure that he would drop back? Because if he rolls out, it cuts his field in half. Yeah, you know, um, and we knew in Gotta Have a Moment, he usually rolls out and uh, it's either QB power or, um, you know, he's uh, rolling out and he's going to try to hit the the tight end. Obviously, uh, most of the times you really don't get a lot of runs in those situations because you don't want a lot of bodies in there. Um, But, you know, it was a heck of a play by them. Um, I thought he had caught it right away and I was about to lose it. But, uh, you know, we, we were able to get off the field. So after a year in which you couldn't play in front of any fans and then limited fans coming back this year to mostly full houses, it had to feel pretty good to handle the Ravens at Heinz Field with a raucous crowd of Steelers supporters who it seemed to me, uh, uh, Cam, they were giving the Steelers one more chance. They were going to be there sure. for the Raven, Ravens game and they were going to be there to do their job yesterday. But you better beat the Ravens, or at least show some heart in doing so. How great was it to win that one in front of that that fan base? Which, honestly, through the television, it just sounded deafening. The camera was bouncing around. Yeah, you know, I always tell our guys, you know, it's a privilege to play in front of our our fans, um, and with that, you can't expect our fans to, you know, pull, you know, cheer you on. Right. You got to give them something to cheer about. And, you know, our, our guys did that, and then our fans went nuts throughout the game. Uh, you know, we, we heard, heard them giving it to the refs for, throughout the game, uh, <laughs> and we, we were feeling it. But, man, uh, it's really a good change when you go from 2020 to 2021. How about number seven's performance yesterday? You know, the word leaked over the weekend that he may possibly have been letting close friends know that this was the last dance for Ben Roethlisberger. I know that you spoke privately with him and you plan on keeping that private. But how gratifying was it to see seven's performance yesterday, particularly in the seven ha- second half? I, I think it was just vintage, you know. Um, we needed a lot of big plays. Um, and... You know, I I just think it was very, you know, it, it looked very effortless in the, in, the, in his approach sometimes, but man, those third downs, um, you know, him just orchestrating the offense was just, you know, it was awesome. I made a comment earlier that hearing from Ryan Clark, uh, Rocky Blyer, Ike Taylor, the list goes on and on of Steeler alumni who were unhappy with the lack of heart shown in the loss to the Bengals. That the reason I think that Coach Tomlin actually likes that is because if he's preaching to the younger guys that the playing with pride and playing the Steeler way is something you take with you your whole life. If if you're not hearing that echoed by the people who once played here before, the words this sticks with you for the rest of your life, they don't really hold any resonance. And that because the the older players, former players, do speak out about being upset when there is a lack of heart shown on the field, that that helps coach Tomlin's message to these guys, particularly the younger guys. You and Ben know the deal. You've been there. You've seen it. You've seen how much the belief in playing that certain way can do for you. How much does yesterday's win on the heel of that criticism help to embed that in these guys? You know, I think we appreciate their criticism, but – you know, last week was an ugly loss, right? Um, but you can't question our heart. And that's one thing I will never do 
I won't, you know, I won't demean a guy that I know is putting in the work. Um, was it ugly last week? Yeah. But there's a lot of football for us to be played, um, and it's up to us to handle that. You know, um, Steeler greats are Steeler greats, but, man, we gotta we, we know we got to play better. Um, and sometimes it's a broken record when, you know, guys say it's embarrassing and everything, but um, these guys play with – our guys play with heart. You're, there's not a soul in there that wasn't pissed off that we lost in Cincinnati. And, you know, was it was it even close to perfect? No. But these guys, man, they dedicate their lives. And to say we don't have heart, I, I just don't think that's right. Um, you know, it was ugly. Okay. Um, but never question my guys. Um, we prepare. Uh, we work our tails off. And we, we, we try to provide for our families and give something, you know, back to – um, this game, but you know, you got to take those lumps with it and we're going to keep battling. We'll keep fighting and we'll see what happens at the end of the season. Cam, back before the season started, uh, Mike Tomlin was talking about TJ Watt missing pretty much all the training camp. And he said, he's not worried about what he's going to do at Buffalo because TJ Watt's <laughs> not a typical human being. Uh, just another chapter of the legend, I guess, yesterday, uh, do do you guys ever marvel at what he does when he's going like he was yesterday? Um, you know, I don't think I marvel at it. I just think, damn, that's TJ Watt. That's that's what he's supposed to do. Um, you know, it's become second nature. You know, he's showing me videos of him running in his backyard, and I'm like, you know, this is some this is pretty crazy. Uh, <laughs> he's know. running around trees like he's rocky. It shows you video. <laughs> Somebody took video of that. Yeah, he's got a he's got his fiance doing that. Um, I told him <laughs> I'm surprised he didn't dress her up and like put her in some like a body bag so you can get some you know reps for the game. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but guys, like TJ, man, he's the ultimate. He's one of the ultimate competitors in our game, um, and. There's no way he's ever going to be less than ready. That guy comes prepared for every, you know, assignment. Um, and, you know, he's usually hitting home runs when he's doing that. Uh, what about your sickness? There was uh, some concern you wouldn't be able to play. Did you feel 100% better from whatever was ailing you on Friday by the time the game kicked off? Yeah, I felt fine. Um, you know. Uh, was that much ado of, about nothing, those reports, or were you pretty sick? When I when I write my book, this is gonna be an interesting chapter. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. All right. Will there, be, will there be a chapter on uh Connor Hayward's school playing Ironhead Hayward's school in a bowl game? <laughs> oh, I cannot wait. Um, you know, I was just telling my little brothers and, you know, my mom, I, I you know, I got the, the fortunate opportunity for my last bowl game um, to play where my dad played um, in the Sugar Bowl. And now my little brother gets to go back to home in Georgia and he gets to play against his dad's old team in in Atlanta. Um, you can't make this stuff That's up. That's pretty sweet. Yeah, it's kind of uh, cool, isn't it? Yeah, like I, I told him, like God and my dad are still working hand in hand right now, and it, it's, you know, I, I, 
I got to find a way to get there because that's going to be pretty special. Now you can drive down with me if you want, but it might take a while. <laughs> Pursuta, I'm not, I'm not ready to go in like some little uh, Tesla down. Uh, you know, hey, plus, Cam, Michael, oh, movie. M- Michael make you pay for the gas, so yeah. I would decline if I were you. Yeah, you know, come on. <laughs> Mike's probably going to charge me a fee on top of it. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, look, uh, best of luck. Short week, the uh, Vikings Thursday night. Let's get one more. Let's keep it going. That was a tremendous win, a statement win by the Steelers at Heinz Field yesterday. Cam, Keep it going. Keep it going. Thanks, man. Let's go. we got work to do. A statement win, according to the guys on the DVE morning show. We'll see about I agree. that. Uh, but that was Cam Hayward on the DVE morning show earlier today. Uh, the Steelers' defensive captain, uh, obviously, in a good mood. Oh, much better mood than he so. was last year, last week at this time. You were at the game. I meant to ask you this in the first segment. It seemed like the crowd was the crowd was really into more it. into yeah. it than I can remember, and yeah. you know, in quite a while, which is great. I mean, I told, I mentioned my sent my my son went to his first ever game as like an adult, basically, without you know someone holding his hand. And I told him, I'm like, this could go one of two ways. Yeah. They're going to be wound up, and I'm sure they'll be cheering for Ben with the news. But if it gets ugly early, don't be surprised if you uh, if the, oh, they turn the, against. I mean, you the first bit, half you know? was ugly. Oh, the first half was ugly. Yeah, they had like six minutes of time of possession in the yeah. first half. I mean, the Ravens had a 15 play, 99 yard drive. Yeah, that ended in a touchdown. Uh, they just possessed the football. But the that's what they do. Half, right? That's what they do. The Steelers turned the tables on them in the second half. They really did. I mean, I couldn't believe it was only seven three going in the yeah. half. I mean, that was they, a win. Were, that's a win. I yeah. mean, if you can weather that kind of storm and still be alive and kicking, and not too worn out to play the second half. Yeah, you know, I just figured the. The Haywards and Watts of the world, I mean, especially with TJ not practicing, or they'll start to fade in the second half, and, you know, this run game's going to really open up, and boy, to their credit, it didn't. But the other thing happened, like you mentioned, you know, that I, I think some were critical. Why so much nausea early? You know, running against the Ravens is bad philosophy. But Guys like Patrick Queen are, are right. he's a little guy. He's not a big linebacker. Oh, Queen, yeah, yeah. right, absolutely. But, I mean... <laughs> They do realize that running Najee for three yards of carry in the first couple series pays off if you can yeah. get back to if it. If you can do it. Yeah, if, if you're, you can if get you're back able to, to stick it. with it. And they, and they were. Uh, that, that's going to do it for the segment. Uh, Matt and I are going to take a break. When we come back, it's time for the Fantasy Football Focus. We will do that right after this on The Drive. Showtime! The black and gold live here 24-7. This, this is SNR. SNR. 